ஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதிஸ்மிருதி
So as it happened, maybe a miracle or an accident, Shri, when Shankara went to have his bath in the river, he was caught by a crocodile. And he screamed out to his mother, who was witnessing this with anguish, right in front of her own eyes. Her son was being driven, taken away with the clutches of death. So he screamed, Mother, give me the permission. At least let me take mentally the resolve to become a monk. And she, in her anguish, said, Oh, my child, be you a monk. And mentally, Shankaracharya resolved. And lo, the crocodile left. And he swam back. The mother was extremely happy. And surely she must have given a hug and caressed her son and wanted to take him home. But he said, no more, I have renounced. No more going back. She was shocked. But such is the tenderness of the boy's heart. He said, he promised the mother, don't worry. At the end, I will come and do whatever is needed for you. And he kept up his promise. And at the age, such a tender age of eight or nine, he left in search of the Guru. At that time, Govinda Bhagavad Pada was living in a cave in, at the, on the banks of Narmada. The Guru intuited that a great soul is coming to learn and re-establish the Sanatana Dharma to its pristine purity. So he welcomed Shankara warmly and he initiated him formally. Of course, he had already taken the, I mean, the vows mentally in Kaladi itself, but this was a formal renunciation. And after three years of rigorous training under the guidance of Bhagavad, Govinda Bhagavad Pada and commanded by his noble teacher, Shankara, goes to Kashi, the center of learning, and stays there and attracts quite a number of disciples. Prominent among them is Sanandana, more popularly known as Padmapada. And there, the Lord Vishwanatha imparts him a few more instructions which he had forgotten. Sri Ramakrishna says, when a person incarnates, when a great soul incarnates, a bit of rajas is there in it. If not the pure sattva, pure gold, you cannot make a jewel. In order to make a jewel, we need a, some amount of copper has to be added. Only then it can be, you can give a form for it. So these great teachers, when they take, embody themselves, a little bit of rajas, due to which a slight ignorance sometimes persists. So that was there in Shankara. And that was a beautiful teaching Vishwanath gave to him. Those who have been to Kashi know how narrow the streets are. One day Shankaracharya with his disciples was going to have a dip in the Ganges. And in, he saw a chandala, an outcast, coming in the opposite direction with four dogs and a heap of meat on his shoulder. So just with this Kamandalu in, her, in his left hand, Shankara says, go aside. You outcast, go aside. 
then something wonderful happens the chandala says whom are you asking to go is it the body if that is so it's matter it cannot move it has no life in it it's a dead dull matter it doesn't have an intelligence but if you say that self is all pervading where will it go so neither have you touched me nor have i touched this opened the eyes of shankara which he had forgotten this happened even in the case of swami ji also so great souls tend to forget sometimes very little not like us completely and aware of our divinity they are but then due to the embodiment sometimes it happens and that's the beauty of this great teachers immediately they here shankara falls at the feet of the chandala that humility is there in them and says and in extempore he he um uh, what do you call makes a him what is it manisha panchaka in five verses he describes he says whoever it be be a ma, uh, brahman or a chandala whoever gives me this knowledge he is my guru after the blessings from vishwanath to his guidance shankara goes to badri shiva himself asks him to go to badri and write the commentaries for the upanishads and the brahma sutra and he wrote there and it was approved by vyasa himself then he started traveling on foot towards the plains and came to mahishmati and had a debate with a renowned scholar of purvamimamsa called mandana mishra he defeated him in the debate and brought him under his fold i gave him sanyasa and named him sureshwaracharya during his sojourn he made many more disciples noted among them is totakacharya and hastamalakacharya and at that time one day he felt that his mother is remembering him he could feel the memory of his mother came and straight he came to her bedside and he enabled her to have the vision of lord vishnu and as he had promised he did the last rites he cremated her body in the back of the house much against the uproar of the orthodox brahmins later he traveled the length and breadth of the country with only strength his glowing spirituality vast intellect and deep sympathy for the masses worked hard for the betterment of the people of course his appeal was to the intellect he is remembered even to this day by both the intellects intellectuals and the simple flock just as his philosophical works have enriched the knowledge so has his devotional hymns captivated the hearts of common people he established four monasteries in the four corner of the country sharada math at shringeri under sureshwaracharya kalika math at dwarka 
अंडर हस्तामलकाचार्य ज्योतिर्मठ एट भद्री अंडर तोटकाचार्य एंड गोवर्धन मठ एट पुरी अंडर पद्मपादाचार्य लेटर स्टिल ही एस्टैब्लिश्ड टेन डिनोमिनेशन ऑफ मंक्स गिरी पुरी पर्वत भारती सरस्वती एंड गोजोन टेन एंड ही एसेंडेड द सीट ऑफ ओमनिशियंस सर्वज्ञ पीठ एट काश्मीर फाइनली एज इट वॉज द कस्टम इन दोज डेज द मंक्स आफ्टर रियलाइजिंग द सेल्फ एंड सर्विंग द सोसाइटी टू द बेस्ट ऑफ दैट एबिलिटी वुड गो टू हिमालयाज जस्ट वॉक अलॉन्ग द स्नोक माउंटेन्स एंड जस्ट ड्रॉप दैर बॉडी एज एन इनसिग्निफिकेंट लीफ दे हैव नो आइनस एंड माइनस फॉर इट सो दे एक्म्प्लिश दिस एक्ट वेरी स्मूदली दस दर इज दस पाथ इज कार्डस महाप्रस्थाना इट्स नियर केदार सो he walked and just it seems he must have done the same thing we do not know the end of it most of most of them believe that he must have gone through that mahaprasthana path and gave up his body thus finished the glorious life of the glorious teacher and now shri shankaracharya is very good at comprising enormous amount of ideas into small works he knows the future people will not have time to read the voluminous works so in small in just he gives the whole philosophy of advaita and one such is vijnana nauka he has compressed all the, the advaita ideas in it and it's called as an upadesha grantha it is a small teaching and the philosophy of advaita i'll just try to sing i'm not very good at it one of our sister has set it to tune i'll try to do it tapo yagna dana dibhishuddha buddhir virakto nripada upadetu परित्यज्य सर्वं परम ब्रह्म दयालुम गुरु ब्रह्म प्रशात सराध्य भक्त विचार्यस्वूपस्मेंदूपेदून्यम अहम ब्रह्मवृत् मनोवागतीतं मनोवागती विशुद्ध विमुक्त परम ब्रह्म नि तदेवाहमस्मी
நிஷேதே கிருத்தே நேதி நேதி வாக்கை சமாதிஸ்திதானாம் யதாபாதி பூர்ணம் அவஸ்தாத்திரயாதீத்தம் அத்வைதமேகம் பரம் பிரம்மநித்தியம் ததேவாகமஸ்மேதானந்தலேஷை சமானந்தி விஷ்வம் யதாபாதி சத்வே சதாபாதி சர்வம் யதாலோச்சிதேயம் அந்யசமஸ்தம் பரம் பிரம்மநித்தியம் ததேவாகமஸ்மே அனந்தம் விபும் சர்வயோனிம்னிரீகம் சிவம் சங்கஹீனம் யதோம் காரகம்யம் நிராக்காரமத்தியுஜ்வலம் மிருத்தியுஹீனம் பரம் பிரம்மநித்தியம் ததேவாகமஸ்மே யதானந்தசிந்தௌ நிமக்னப்புமான்ஸ்யாத் அவித்தியாசமஸ்தபிரபஞ்சாஹமஸ்மேரூபாசந்தானூபம்ஸ்துதிமனுஷ ஷுணோத்திஹவாணித்தியம்ஷ்ணுரத்தைவேதமாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணாத்மாணா
ಯಜ್ಞ ದಾನ ತಪ ಆರ್ ತಪ ಯಜ್ಞ ದಾನ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ವೆರಿ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಇನ್ ಅದ್ವೈತ ವೇದಾಂತ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುಯಲ್ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸಸ್ ಯು ಥಿಂಕ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ನೆಗೆಟಿವ್ ಇನ್ ಫಂಕ್ಷನ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ರಿಯಲೈಸೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ನೋ ಎಫರ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ನೀಡೆಡ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಓನ್ಲಿ ದ ಎಫರ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ನೀಡೆಡ್ ಟು ಓವರ್ಕಮ್ ದ ಇಗ್ನರೆನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಸೂಪರ್ ಇಂಪೋಸಿಷನ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಪುಟ್ ಆನ್ ದ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಸಾಧನ ಇನ್ ಅದ್ವೈತ ವೇದಾಂತ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನೆಗೆಟಿವ್ ಫಂಕ್ಷನ್ ಸೊ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಮೀನ್ ಬೈ ತಪಸ್ ತಪಸ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಮನಸಶ್ಚ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಣಾಂಚ ಹೈಕಾಗ್ರಂ ಪರಮ ತಪಃ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ವೆರಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರೇಂಜ್ ಐಡಿಯಾಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ತಪಸ್ ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಆನ್ ಒನ್ ಫೀಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬ್ರೀದಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಡೀಮನ್ಸ್ ಡಿಡ್ ಅ ಲಾಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಫಾಸ್ಟ್ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ಔಟ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಈವನ್ ದ ಗೀತಾ ಸೇಸ್ ಫಿಸಿಕಲ್ ತಪಸ್ ಮೆಂಟಲ್ ತಪಸ್ ಮೆನಿ ಟೈಪ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ತಪಸ್ ಈವನ್ ದ ಗೀತಾ ಸೇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಜಿಸ್ಟ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಶಂಕರ ಸೇಸ್ ತಪಸ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಕಾನ್ಸಂಟ್ರೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಎನರ್ಜೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ಗನ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ನೋನ್ ಆಸ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ತಪಸ್ ಟ್ರ್ಯಾಂಕ್ವಿಲೈಸೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಔಟ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ವೈ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಅಟೈನ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಯಜ್ಞ ಯಜ್ಞ ಇಸ್ ಅ ವೆರಿ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಸಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ದ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ದಟ್ ಗೀತಾ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಅಲಾಟೆಡ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಆನ್ ಇಟ್ ಶೋಸ್ ಹೌ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಥ್ರೂಔಟ್ ದ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ರೆಫರ್ಸ್ ಟು ಇಟ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಯಜ್ಞ ಇಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಆನ್ ಥ್ರೂಔಟ್ ದ ಕಾಸ್ಮೋಸ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಕಾಸ್ಮಿಕ್ ಯಜ್ಞ ಲೆಟ್ಸ್ ಕನ್ಸಿಡರ್ ಯಜ್ಞ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿವಿಜುವಲ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಡಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಮೀನ್ ಟು ಯು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೀ ಯಜ್ಞ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಪಾರ್ಟಿಸಿಪೇಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ is important is the essential point in the participation is non retention not holding back you see the universal life is providing everything for our sustenance and we take it we have no other alternate we have to take it to survive but while taking we need to consider through greed we appropriate ranganathan maharaj used to say there's enough for the need of man in the world the cosmic life is providing for everybody's need but there is not sufficient for the greed of the man in the bhagavad gita he says you know yagna chakra the lord himself evam pravartitam chakram nanu vartihati hayah aghayur indriya ramo that means he who does not follow this wheel of yagna chakra is sinful sensual and lives in vain two points are important in considering the yagna aspect what is it self awareness and selflessness these are the two factors which convert our ordinary secular activities into spiritual discipline ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೇಸ್ ಯಜ್ಞಾರ್ಥಾತ್ ಕರ್ಮಣೋನ್ಯತ್ರ ಲೋಕೋಯಂ ಕರ್ಮ ಬಂಧನ ತದರ್ಥಂ ಕರ್ಮ ಕೌಂತೆಯ ಮುಕ್ತ ಸಂಘ ಸಮಾಚಾರ 
the world becomes a source of bondage only when work is done not as an yagna so self awareness and selflessness is important in this yagna charity charity is the one way to understand how attached we are hard earned dollars it's not easy to spare so to the extent one is able to do charity to that extent one can understand how detached the person yesterday only we were talking about bill gates how wonderful he found satisfaction only when he shared his enormous wealth so that should be but generally as it mankind in general are not so charitable because as swami ranganathananda used to say gene is selfish unselfishness comes from the spiritual aspect of our personality but gene is always selfish it is the nature of man to hoard to accumulate my great grandchildren can eat so that's how it is there's a story in brihadaranyaka upanishad the demons the gods and humans are all the siblings of prajapati so each race deputed a person to prajapati to go and learn so that in turn they'll come and teach them so god man and demon went to prajapati stayed there for a while and learned wanted to learn so before learning anything you need to do austerities when we do austerities we understand where our faults are where our weaknesses so all the three understood their weaknesses so they went and asked for instruction and the prajapati gave them in one syllable da and the god thought mm he is asking me to rest, put restraint because gods indulge a lot in swarga in hindu mythologies you can see how gods indulge in sense pleasures so he thought so god is asking prajapati is asking him to practice the the means dhamma then he when prajapati has did you understand what i meant yes you have asked me to practice self control dhamma dhamma means self control good you have understood rightly then came man and asked for the instruction and the prajapati prajapati gave the same syllable da did you understand what i said yes master you have asked me to do charity dana so dana also the it starts from the good right you have understood rightly go because he is prone to accumulating hoarding retaining things so he thought that prajapati is asking me to do charity to share and finally the demon came and after prostrating with all humility asked for instruction and the prajapati gave the same syllable da and asked did you understand yes i have understood you are asking us to be more compassionate because demons are prone to uh, injuring people wickedness torturing the uh, prone to violence so he thought that prajapati is asking him to be compassionate so these are all this is how our teachers teach don't be indulgent don't be hoarding 
and don't be violent be have a restraint and be compassionate be giving so these are the instructions through which we attain shuddha buddhi our minds become pure because selflessness attachment doership enjoyership these constitute the dirt or impurity of the mind impurity doesn't mean anything else the strong egoness i will do this i will achieve i will enjoy this is the ignorance and evil or the impurity of the mind when through all this practice done with enthusiasm and joy not sad about sharing like natiketa's father not like that happy to share happy to go through all this ordeals we attain purity of mind when purity of mind is attained how do we know that we have pure mind first thing is the mind gets the capacity to evaluate things which it sees it will not underestimate it or overestimate it it can gauge what it sees such a mind will understand even the position of a king is worthless nothing only that mind will tell not an impure mind a mind attached to senses will say how wonderful if i be a king i can enjoy that's only doesn't understand the responsibilities behind the king so when i have this pure mind i can evaluate the things that i see and give them proper place and then other thing is the dhruva smriti the memory becomes firm unshaken memory the purity the real nature of our self is made known because the mind has become transparent so after doing all this i come to a realization what that i am supreme eternal brahman even before i was that even in at the time of my ignorance my identification with the world i was nothing but supreme eternal brahman but i was not aware of it by all this means i am only recognizing the already existing state this is what is we attain then the next step he says how do we do it so there must be a series of course that somebody should be there the upanishads are there to teach us but we need a living person to guide us so that is why we go to a guru by performing worshiping by properly worshiping with devotion the guru who is compassionate tranquil and who is established in brahman that's a person who is established or has had had some knowledge of higher reality and do what we go enquire we prostrate serve the guru pariprashnena sevaya we ask question pertaining to our spiritual life we start discussing things higher enquiring into the nature of our true self how do we do that we start analyzing what is this 
what is that which is one thing abiding in me in this psychophysical organism called this body mind what is it that is permanent so this sort of questions we put and what truth we learn through nididhyasa it means contemplation the only spiritual practice apart from the other negative uh, aspects of spirituality shravana manana nididhyasana these are the three things we need to hear about the truth and this truth is spoken only in the upanishad and sometimes the upanishad upanishadam purusha the purusha who is spoken of in the upanishads so we need to shravana means you can even studies or hearing both it implies if you can't get a person you can study the scriptures so and manana reflection deep reflection and nididhyasana contemplation when we contemplate when the mind is sufficiently pure a pure mind radiates radiates the truth the truth is radiated you just can see shri ramakrishna says in the lantern the glass is clean you can see the light just you can't touch it but you can see that much purity then the principle which i understand is nothing but the same principle which i was already there that is supreme eternal brahman then the third yadananda roopam prakashaswaram the third one that which is of the nature of bliss and light in which the universe is rejected which is free from limitations which is transcendental reality which can be attained by the mental state in the form of i am brahman i am indeed that supreme eternal brahman bliss blissful and luminous so bliss and luminosity is the very nature of the atman when an aspirant is able to eliminate all the adjuncts that are superimposed on him or her then we experience our true nature that is a state where the world of name and form is completely erased why why does it happen because the mind is purified the mind is almost eliminated it's a state of no mind and so of the world is in mind the world appears in mind because space and time are in mind if i am able to eliminate my individual mind through concentration then in that state the world is negated the mind is negated so the world is world is also negated and how does it happen how do i get to this state of no mind overnight we can't do it its constant practice is needed aham brahma vrittyaika gamyam i am the brahman this thought 
constantly has to be in our mind when that happens and when the spiritual aspect in the path of knowledge when i have disciplined my mind and intellect what the upanishad calls agra buddhi sharp intelligence sharp intelligence doesn't mean there are many sharp intelligence people are clever billionaires don't pay the tax they know how to hide things that's also a sort of intelligence but is the most contaminated intelligence that is not helping us in this not even a ethical life it doesn't help what to speak of our spiritual life so agra buddhi means that buddhi which has overcome the ego or the kartritva and bhoktritva the doership and the enjoyership this is the one which is binding us i do i enjoy this thing when through meditation constant meditation when that one idea that i am brahman remains in my mind last month we were studying about the upasana where i said in upasana there is only one thought to the exclusion of other thoughts when that one thought becomes my supreme concern then there is no room for anything else only that mind is able to understand and how does that happen that mind has only one vritti only one thought one modification to the exclusion of all other thoughts that is i am brahman when this mind is so pure so transparent that the light of the brahman falls directly on it it overpowers and that's how the scripture says one realizes the atman mind or intellect or the the individual light is necessary for us to for the perception of the material world but when it comes to the self brahman is already there it overpowers like we don't take a candle to see the sun even if we take the sun the candle's light is overpowered by sun in the same way this one vritti the one thought that i am brahman is overpowered by the luminosity of the self and one comes to the conclusion that one is brahman without any doubt this knowledge doesn't have doubt no doubt and no wrong understanding right understanding and without any doubt experiential certainty is there in it this is through this type of thought one realizes the atman and here he says i told you the world exists in the mind is due to ignorance of which the entire universe appears and gets destroyed he said yadagnanato bhati vishvam samastham vinashtam cha sadyo yadatma prabhude when the atman is realized the ignorance disappears completely it's destroyed immediately and which is beyond mind and speech pure free and that indeed i am and here shankara is speaking about agnana it's a great theme in the advaita vedanta difficulty is not in establishing the atman because it's self 
existing the problem arises only with the ignorance how do i overcome ignorance so i need to understand what ignorance really is technically speaking ignorance is something which cannot be described swami ji puts it as a simple statement of fact it is there that way it is sat it says sat or asat you can't say when you say sat there are certain terminologies in advaita sat means that which is not affected by time trikala badhita satya that is called as truth truth is something which is not subject to change of the dimensions of time that which is always was in the past present and future the same that is but if you take this maya or ignorance and its effect the world is satya no it is not because every time every moment it is changing our own bodies are subject to it we are we see we are seeing it so we can't call it satya at the same time we can't say it asatya it doesn't exist we can't say because we feel it's impinging on my on my mind and my body my body is reacting to it so as such i cannot so it is anirvachaniya something which you cannot explain and it consists of trigunas which drag me into action into tranquility into passiveness all this my mind goes through this so it's trigunatmika trigunas function in that and the most important thing as he said here gnana virodhi antagonistic to knowledge when knowledge comes ignorance disappear at the dawn of sun the darkness goes so at the dawn of the self knowledge the ignorance and it if and its effect the world disappears even in the in the before shloka we said nirastha prapancham the world is rejected here it's lost completely destroyed vinashtam completely erased when atma prabhode when the self is realized and then manovagatitam the it is beyond mind and speech vishuddham pure how because atmanas simple it's a only thing that is simple everything is compound and every anything that is compound has to undergo this change called decomposition so atman is free because it is always there because there is nothing such a thing called as decomposition it's eternally pure because it is singular it is one simple thing and that's why it is always eternal and that eternal is my true self gaudapada says in his karika anadimayam supto yada jeeva prabudhyate ajam anidram asapnam advaitam budhyate tada when the self awakens itself to its reality then this eternal sleep in ignorance goes away and one understand that one is neither dreaming nor asleep one is awakened we have got that beautiful 
our what do you call magazine of the Ramakrishna Prabuddha means Prakashta Rupena Buddha. I have I'm awakened, completely awakened, not half sleep, half awake. No, completely awakened. This is what happens. And I realize that I am that supreme Brahman. Do you have time? Nishede krite neti neti vakhyai. So how does this happen? The thing is, so many things are superimposed on the pure self. Look, for example, let me take myself. How many things I, I am in reality, pure consciousness, pure existence, pure bliss, unalloyed bliss. That's my nature. But how many things I have superimposed? First of all, I'm a psychophysical organism called a human being. I'm born, I'm a woman, and I'm an Indian. I'm a Hindu, and I'm a sannyasini. Oh, whole lot have superimposed on the simple, eternal reality what I am. So Now, what am I to do? I am to negate my individuality. That is what yesterday we were discussing when we were reading. Am I to negate my individuality? Yes. Start it. Imagine it. Practice it. And over the years, over the lives, might be, we may be able to overcome our identification. How do? Neti, Neti. Sri Ramakrishna gives a beautiful example. He says two examples. He gives wonderful examples. You know, A servant goes in the dark room where his master is sleeping. He wants the masters. So he touches something. Oh, it's it's not he. He touches a chair and he says, this is not the master. And then he touches something else or the table. No, this is not the master. Then he touches the couch. Oh, no, this is not the master. Then he touches the mattress. Oh, no, this is not the master. Then he puts his hand. Oh, there he is. Like this, not this, not this. So all the elimination. So mind has the tendency to understand things which can be grasped through the senses. Apart from that, it cannot. Shankaracharya, in his Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, comments on this particular verse, this Neti Neti. We might say that mind... We, we, how can we understand that which is the self? It's so subtle. He says, by eliminating all the differences due to limiting adjuncts, the words neti neti refer to something that has no distinguishing mark, such as name, form, action, species, qualities, nothing. The words denote what are the words used for? Words denote through one or other of these things. But Brahman has none of these distinguishing marks. Hence, it cannot be described as it is such and such a thing. As we describe a cow saying, there moves a white cow with horns. So you cannot make that. You cannot point out the finger. When, however, 
we wish to describe you know the mind doesn't want to accept it still we probe into it when we try to describe its true nature free from all differences due to the limiting edges then it is an utter impossibility it's impossible to discriminate to distinguish or to point out to this uh, i mean describe it and then what happens what happens it's impossible so there's only one way to describe it that is as not this not this but eliminating all possible specification of that one may know even of space and time no even that falls short when all this is removed one realizes one's identity with brahman which is homogeneous is pure intelligence and with it, without interior and exterior therefore the two negative particles in not this not this just as we just can't say not this not this not this it's mentioned are used in in all inclusive manner so when one experience this advaitic vision some totality there is nothing such as thing called as in and out see he said samadhi sthitanam yadabhati purnam the full there is no subject object for the understanding sake i may say the self within me is atman the world around the whole world and everything is brahman i can say just for for the sake of understanding but when it comes advaita as, as an experience it's complete that's why edabhati purnam the full there's no in and out that is how the advaita vedanta teaches the identity of the brahman and the atman i am brahman indeed for the sake of understanding i had this limited consciousness i am an individual atman no it breaks when advaita in its experience it's always no subject object difference a homogeneous experience and then avasthatrayathitam avasthatraya sakshi this is the common experience that all of us go through the three states of mind are the three states of consciousness the waking the dream and the dreamless state which we all of us go through in the waking state we are aware of the universe in deep in dream the mind itself manipulates it it itself becomes the subject and the object and in deep sleep the mind ceases to function but the mind has not been completely eliminated it goes into seed form and but behind all these three there is one witnessing self that is called as avastha trayatitam that which is beyond who gives the report of all the three other experiences in the different states this is it is a methodology the advaita vedanta prescribes for us to understand the non dual reality of our true self and when we realize that we know that i am indeed that supreme brahman one minute mm-hmm. one more okay i won't be really doing justice to this wonderful hymn but quickly i'll finish he says even a by little of 
which bliss the entire universe rejoices in which the luminous existence all is revealed always contemplating on which everything else becomes insignificant see shri ramakrishna says the merchants keep store all their crops in the granary and they are afraid the rats will eat so what they do they take the uh, what do you call puff rice they mix jaggery and the things nice fragrant aromatic ghee and that and they just put it around the granary outside so the rats crunchy crispy thing they start eating and they don't go into the search of the crops which is in the granary same thing happens here mahamaya the maya just gives us a little bit of joy that is the the bliss of the atman is trickling through the intellect mind and the senses by the time it comes to senses it just just it must be a lesha lesha is a small a small drop of bliss with that the whole universe is mad nations rob nations because of this little bit of bliss and shri ankara is telling you you are the heir to this infinite bliss don't take your begging bowl to the doors of senses you are rajarajeshwar you are the child of god swami ji said heirs of immortal bliss amritasya putra this upanishad say so why should we go take our begging bowl to the doors of senses a little bit joy coming from seeing little joy coming from touching little joy coming from eating all this so all the supreme bliss is coming through all this when i realize this then i cease to be a beggar i am the owner of this infinite bliss infinite knowledge infinite existence i am that and knowing which edalochite when i when we think of this wonderful nature of us even everything becomes heyam worthless the gita says yam labdhva chaparam labham manyate nadhikam tatah nothing is great establishing oneself in that reality a person who is established in that nothing is great for him yasmin sithona dukhena guruna api vichalit he is not shaken by the greatest calamities now look how we are panicking because of the corona virus because we are devoid of our knowledge we don't have at least we should have the deep understanding let alone realization even the swalpam apyasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat shri krishna said even the little of this knowledge will save us from great fear the fear of corona virus will get rid of when we constantly study understand realize think analyze reflect contemplate that will give us tremendous strength quickly i'll finish it up anantam vibhum sarvayonim nirihaham shivam sangahinam yadomkara gamyam nirakaram atyujjvalam mrityuhinam param brahmanityam tadevaham asmi that which is infinite my true nature is infinite all pervading i exist everywhere what is one body i am infinite i exist through all these bodies it's me 
If it is joy to enjoy one body, it's great bliss to enjoy thousand bodies, infinite bodies. That's the attitude. And also suffering. That is, that is how we become compassionate. That's how we understand this other suffering is our suffering. Only when we understand, we get this knowledge, then we are truly compassionate. So, infinite, all-pervading, source of all, free from all endeavors. Means there is no selfish motive. I, I need nothing. I'm full. I'm purna kama. I don't have to have an motivated actions. I don't go for any motivated actions. There's nothing for me to gain. Sri Krishna says, Sri Krishna says, I always work. I have nothing to gain in three words, but still I work. Purely for the joy of others, I work. And Shantam, Shivam, the goodness itself, all the noble qualities, the nature of the Atman is reflected in our, in our nature. And then Sangahinam, absolutely unattached, like air, good smell, bad odor, everything comes, but air in itself is unattached. So that is my true nature. When I am, the last verse, last before one, I'll quickly finish it. When a person is immersed in that ocean of bliss, then the entire universe, with all its manifestation, the ignorance is the cause and the manifestation is the world. Everything is completely annihilated. The world doesn't exist, exist at all. In that state, that is the Mrityuhina state. Deathless, infinite, blissful is my nature. This hymn, they who listen to it or contemplate on it, they will realize that here it is Bhavet Vishnu Ratraiva, he says. Not that I'm going to become Vishnu. I am going to become, I am one with that universal principle, which is called Vishnu. Sarvabhyapi. All-pervading consciousness is Vishnu. I attain to that universal consciousness. I work through all hands. I love, I hear through all hands. Sri Ramakrishna said, I will eat through the other millions of mouth. When he couldn't eat and his disciple was Yoganandam and Premananda Maharaj wanted him to eat, he said, I will eat through the millions of mouth. So, so that is how you feel through every heart. You work through all hands. And you suffer through all mind, everything equally, good and bad, everything. But the pure self is unattached. That's the beauty. Swamiji, in his lecture, he always exhorts us, teach unto yourself, teach unto mankind, this infinite self. See how glory will come, power will come, goodness will come, purity will come. Everything that is excellent will come when this soul is roused to its self-conscious activities. Namaste. During these social distancing times, we'll continue to keep in touch with you via Zoom and YouTube. 
Next Friday, we'll have via Zoom our fortnightly spiritual discussion from 7.30 to 8.45 p.m. To receive an invitation and link for the discussion, you're welcome to join our Friday night discussion group. Of course, if you've already been receiving invitations, you are added to our group. But to join, just email us on admin.saradavedanta.org, admin.saradavedanta.org. Next Sunday via YouTube, Prabhujika Gayatri Pranaji will give her monthly talk on Raj Yoga from 11 a.m. And next week we'll be emailing the next issue of our Vedanta Circular and that will include the, the program for all the other events coming up in, in May. And of special note, in two weeks' time, we'll have a guest speaker, Venerable Tabten Choki, uh, for the Buddha's birthday celebration. She'll be our, our guest speaker. So thanks again for tuning in, and keep well, and we'll see you next week.